there, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. We love chatting with interesting people, people with stories to tell. In each episode, we will be sharing true stories told by real people. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. With your host, Larissa Lima. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. Today, we're speaking to a very kind soul that loves uplifting people by sharing positive messages. She's also an author and inspired many people around the world with her beautiful poetry. I am sure you'll be inspired after listening to her. And by the way, she gave us a beautiful surprise at the end of the episode. So, with no further ado, let's get started with Melanie Moses. Hello, Melanie. How are you today? I'm so glad to have you here. Hello, Marissa, and it's so lovely to be invited. Thank you very much. Ah, that's very nice. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you speaking from? Today, I'm dialing in from South Wales in the UK, and I live in the countryside. I uh, live with my lovely family. I've got a daughter and a son, and I've got two wonderful grandsons. I've lived in South Wales all my life. Ah, oh, that's very nice. And would you have a favorite childhood memory to tell us today? Oh my goodness, there are so many. But if I was to to really focus and say one that will always be a fond memory, it's of my grandfather. He lived till he was 93. He was in the vet, he served in the veterinary corps, and he was a very clever man. So if you can picture the scene, if you can picture the film Beauty and the Beast, yes. Belle's, Belle's father, he was an inventor. That was my grandfather. He was oh. always making things. He used to make windmills that used to that, that would move. He made a cathedral out of old wooden pegs. Oh, wow. And you'd press buttons and um, a choir would sing inside. He wasn't religious or anything. He was just somebody that loved making things. And he kept himself busy. He had all his faculties. I just loved visiting him because it was always something fun to learn, fun to do with him. He was a big impact, I would say. That's very nice. So, Melanie, you're the author of the book, Poetry in Motion, where you share some of your beautiful poems. Would you mind telling us a little bit about how does your passion for poetry started? I've always had a love for writing. I've always been creative. If you were to ask any of my teachers when I was in school, what was my strengths, they would always sway towards English and the arts. You know, I was always uh, into the creative things. You put me in a maths lesson and then I was one of those that was regularly getting told off for daydreaming because <laughs> I never wanted to be in, I never wanted to be in those sessions. I just love writing. It comes naturally to me and I find it very therapeutic and we all have ups and downs in life and I find for me writing gives me pleasure but it also de-stresses me as well. So it's always been a hobby of mine and that's followed me right the way through from childhood to now. Ah, oh, that's so nice. And you also share daily poems on LinkedIn, where you have a huge following and people that just love your poems over there. I'm one of those. Oh, bless you. <laughs> when did you decide to start sharing your poems with the world? Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time, actually, probably since I joined LinkedIn. It's just 
I just started writing and slowly people were starting to like and comment and saying lovely things. And of course, it would it would inspire me to write more. And then before I knew it, my audience was just growing. And then I was getting messages. Where are you? You haven't written anything today. We're waiting. And I'm thinking, oh, my yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm enjoying what I'm putting together. And they started off as articles, which are still images. Then it moved to using GIFs to make them a little bit more engaging. And now I'm fortunate sometimes to find some lovely videos that some amazing yeah. people have created. And sometimes the videos fit what I've written and vice versa. It's just naturally grown. And I think because I genuinely care about my readers and I love, I love the inspiration they give me, whenever they comment, it gives me more energy to do more, you know, and and my book, Poetry in Motion, that was written for my readers. There's actually a tribute in the pages, in the opening pages in that book, because I would never have written the book or put it together if it wasn't for some of the wonderful people that support me every day, you know, and I've made so many friends from all over the world that without LinkedIn, I would never have had contact with before. Yeah. You know, it's opened up so many opportunities, you know, just even just conversations where you can help others for other things as well, you know, aside from the written word. It's just been great. That is amazing, Melanie. It's crazy how internet helped us making friends from all over the world and like create those connections, you know. I just love LinkedIn. So how do you get inspired to write your poems? How does the process work? You need to be in a specific environment or does it come naturally? How does it work? For me, I can write about any topic. So it can come in many forms. Somebody could say, I'd like you to write about this. And I know I could write something because I my love writing so much. It just comes naturally to me. Some of my inspiration, believe it or not, I can be in a deep sleep and come to three o'clock in the morning. I can hear in my mind, I can hear words and the, like a chant almost and I think oh my gosh there's a really good poem coming here and I literally oh, get my notebook wow. or grab my phone and type in the notes and then I revisit it the next day and see if I can find a picture or something to go with it there are other times when I can go for a walk in nature I've got a lot of countryside around by me so I've got lots of greenery lots of wildlife I love butterflies I love the robins I the foxes anything like that so There might be something that will spark a little story and a poem is a perfect way of a very short and sweet topic to share with the world. And because time is precious to everyone, you're not reading loads and loads of pages. It's just on one page and it's something that everybody's got time to have a little glance at. And don't get me wrong, poetry is an acquired taste. It's not for everybody. And some people just like the videos that I share. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I think as long as somebody is getting a little bit of joy somewhere in the world or whatever they take away from what I write, then my job is done. If I've made somebody a bit happier and give them a little bit of a welcome distraction, then I feel good about that. Uh, That's beautiful, Melanie. Very nice. So reading your poems brings good feelings and it helps you keep a good attitude towards things in life. What is the importance of keeping a positive attitude and being grateful in your opinion? Would you like to pass on your legacy for free? Sign up now for the 21 Day Story Challenge and share your adventures, memories, wisdom, and life experience with future generations. Click the link in the description of this episode and start sharing stories, photos, videos, and audio recordings on the Clockbox app.
This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life. Well, for me, I'm a strong believer in a lot of the concepts from the law of attraction. So I've studied a lot of really amazing people and I've got some amazing connections that are into the same uh, philosophies as you. Yes. So I believe what you think about, you bring about. And if you focus on positive things and see beauty in the world, you'll see more beauty. And if you focus on negative, you'll attract more negative and you'll, you'll see more negative. So I remember Dr. Wayne Dyer saying, you can look at the world two ways. You can look at the world as a beautiful, friendly place, and that's what you will experience. Or you can look at the world as a horrid, hostile place, and that's what you will experience. So I think there's a lot to be said in how you view the world through our own lenses, what we take in through our uh, senses and what we experience. And don't get me wrong, I have my down days like everybody else, but I try and catch those thoughts when they happen. Mm-hmm. And then turn to journaling and writing things that I'm grateful for because I know strategy for getting rid of negativity because you can't hold positive, appreciative thoughts at the same time as negative ones. You know, the brain is a reptilian brain. It, it can't cope with the two. So Definitely. it's much better to win with uh, some love and light, if you like, with some positivity instead. 100% Melanie and you actually mentioned in one of your posts that you learned something very interesting in an event with Joseph McClendon he's a top psychologist he said that your attitude will determine how far you will go in life and you said something very funny you're like in order to change your attitude get up and move yes. because yes. emotions follows emotions So is that the reason why you always try to bring that positive attitudes in your poems? Yes, absolutely. I have trained, they say success leads clues, okay? And the only way you get better is by studying people in the field that are better than you. And none of us are born experts. I recently turned 50 years old and I'm still learning new things all the time. I learn them off lots of uh, Uh, younger people in my organization, people outside, my own children, my grandchildren even, you know. But one of the events I went to, which was amazing, was an event that was held by Tony Robbins in London at the Excel Center. And it was um, Unleash the Power Within. So it's again, falls in line with the law of attraction. But this is all to do with quantum physics as well. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to do the firewalk down there and it's like anything if you're taught a process by an expert that is proven to work and you follow that process you get the results and at that event it was amazing I I managed to do the firewalk and it was such a great feeling of exhilaration when you walk across hot flames and coals and you know you don't damage your feet or anything you go how did I just do that that's great (laughs) and Joseph McKelland was the supporting artist He, he travels a lot with Tony Robbins And he was on stage sharing his psychology and concepts that he's learned in life and and sharing with the audience. And he was amazing. I've never, I'd never seen him before until that point. And I loved him straight away the minute he took the stage. He is such a charismatic gentleman. But also he made me laugh because to explain this concept, he's saying, do any of you, you know, want to feel happier in life? Do you want to do this? And he basically does this sexy dance on stage. And he says, well, I want you all to get up and shake your ass. 
And that's what he says, because emotion follows motion. If you're feeling slouchy, lethargic, you need to drink a glass of water, you know, get up and actually move. And when you move, already you're activating more positivity. So all these things have got science behind them that prove these things work. And he details a lot of that in his research and in his book as well. That's very nice. That's so cool. So you also told me that you like journaling. Would you say that journaling helps you to write poems? Do you think that is a connection between journaling and writing an inspiring and creative poem? Do you think it helps you in that way? Yeah, I think so. Because anytime you write, your brain is working. You know, you're engaging your hand and the movement you engage in your left and right brain as you're writing things down. So you're helping the logical side as well as the creative side. And I think when you're writing words of appreciation and gratitude for what you have, um, you're building more words into your unconscious mind, which later on come in useful when you're creating other things or brainstorming ideas with others. You know, they are, Nothing we ever learn is a waste of time. There's a lot of things that don't make sense as well to, to people perhaps where English is a second language, yeah, you know? I know. So a London copywriter said to me once, there's some funny little phrases, you know, that we use. So, so for instance, why do noses run? And why do feet smell? If you think about it, (laughs) we know what it means, but it it is quite quite funny when you analyse it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That's funny. And after all those years, what would you say was the most important thing that you've learned in life? I think chasing perfection. Even nature is beautiful, but imperfect in its own way. There is no such thing as perfect. So you don't have to be perfect. And I think also no one was born an expert. So it's good to learn from your mistakes and not beat yourself up for making mistakes. I think when you're young, as you're going through childhood, you have experiences where people tell you off for doing things and you take it quite harshly. Some some do, depending on how they've been raised. And I think it's taken me years to realize that actually making a mistake is not a bad thing as long as you learn the lesson. And if you learn the lesson... If you do it another time, though, then it's a choice, you know. So I think that was a key message. And only experience can bring some of these, these key points and, you know, the wisdom that you garner from them to life. And, and I think another thing is change is constant. How I looked 10 years ago is very different. This is a different person now. And this person that I see before me is going to change again, you know. So embracing change rather than fighting against it, because you're not going to win. It's like time, you know, it, it keeps ticking. So Yes. I think embracing what, what comes rather than trying to hold on to what's gone, if that makes sense. Uh, that's a very cool. So just one final question before we wrap it up. So as you know, the sponsor of this podcast is Clockbox, a digital time capsule to be shared with future generations. So let's say you have an opportunity to leave a time capsule to your loved ones for when you leave this earth. What would you say would they find in it? What would you put into your clock box, Melanie? I think it's a lovely question. I think it's a lovely thing to do as well. And I think for me, it would be a very quick maximum two minute video just so they can see me as I was, if you like, and and the energy Mm -hmm. and the, the vibrancy in my voice. But also probably a book that I've written because each poem would have something personal about me because it's, there's the essence of me running through them. And probably just just a little letter so that they can see my handwriting as well, written to them yeah. with love, 
just giving them some nuggets of wisdom that I've learned that will hopefully help them in later life too. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you, Melanie, for taking the time to speak with us today. I just love it getting to know you a bit better and understand more about your passion for poetry. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it was an honor, like I said, and it's, it's been lovely to take part. Oh, I'm very glad to hear it. Just, I would like to have one final wish before we finish. To finish your episode in the best way possible, I would love to have you reciting to us my favorite poem. It's The Beauty of Love. Would you mind to do it? Okay, no, no problem. Let's, let's do that. To make a difference in someone's life, you just have to care. No need for riches or brilliance, just be there. The connection and friendship lasting over a million miles, treasures emerging from the heart with loving smiles. Comfort in knowing you are not alone, a bond woven through eternity, emotions clearly shown, affecting the great and touching the small, like magic opening an enchanted door. Love and light cascading, reflecting all around. After all, the beauty of love knows no bounds. No requirement for perfection as it gently unfolds. A coveted prize for many to behold. It always finds its way into deserving hearts and minds, perpetually traveling on the wings of time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Stories for Tomorrow. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.